Hi, this is Jerry from ACT. Yeah, hello, this is Ola Anderson from ACT. And you're listening to Michael's Record Collection. Hello, and welcome to Michael's Record Collection, where we talk about great music, with the people who make it and the people who love it. I'm your host, Michael Citro, and this is episode number 100. Can you believe it? 100. A special podcast milestone deserves a special guest, and I've got two of them this week. Jerry Salin and Ola Anderson from the Swedish melodic progressive rock band ACT. The band is in the midst of releasing four EPs to represent the four seasons, and the latest is called Falling, and that drops, no pun intended, on March 3rd. It's everything you've come to know and love about ACT, but the subject matter is a little bit grim despite the light, bouncy nature of ACT's music, and we'll get into that in the interview. Before we get to the interview, just a quick reminder to visit michaelsrecordcollection.com, where there are links to everything, including my free weekly newsletter, my Patreon site, where there are lots of additional benefits you can get if you support the show, starting for as little as $2 a month. There are also links to all the show's social media accounts there, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and at Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Drop me a line anytime at michaelsrecordcollection at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. What's on your mind? What's your favorite act, song, or album? Did you even know who they were before this episode? All right. With all that out of the way, let's get to the interview with Jerry and Ola from ACT. Here we go. I am joined today by a couple of members of the band ACT from Sweden. We've got Ola Anderson and Jerry Salin. Guys, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you very much. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Hi. All right. Well, you guys have a new album coming out, uh, an EP called Falling, which is due out March 3rd. And uh, this is an interesting thing because you guys have previously released a bunch of albums, but this is the third EP in a row out of four. And I was curious as to, you know, why the format changed to uh, to EPs. Well, the idea for all this was uh, to stay fresh and to you know to stay creative, because uh, if we if ACT would uh, record an album, it takes like six years to finish it off, and uh, we think it's a pretty long time. So uh, we wanted to divide it up to take one big picture and divide it up to four. And to stay fresh, you know, uh, to write like five or six new songs each year mm -hmm. to uh, a different kind of uh, concept to and to and to actually uh, try new things and new sound and new directions, you know, and to, yeah, to stay creative. Mm -hmm. OK, got it. Uh, one thing I've always been curious about your band, it's written out a period C period T with no period. What's the reason for that? <laughs> for us, it's always been act. We don't. We hear a lot of people when who hasn't heard us say the name. They say ACT. Mm -hmm. But but for us, for us, it's always been act. Um, yeah, I, okay. I can't say much about what it means. We 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 have kept it secret now for so long. So we're gonna keep it a secret. Okay, it's a secret. Until the rest of our lives. <laughs> I do like that you call your fans actors. That's pretty nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
So I want to go back in time a little bit with both of you. I'm going to ask uh, Jerry first, just because he's on top on my Zoom call. What was your first favorite record, the first um, album or song that really spoke to you when you were growing up? So we'll start with Jerry and then we'll go to Ola. That was uh, The Beach Boys and uh, uh, I Get Around. I was uh, That was the first time when I, I was like five, five years old. And I still remember to this day, you know, my uh, my father and my I have a big brother who's uh, nine years older than me. So they they always played uh, the Beach Boys. And uh, so I remember sitting, you know, with uh, with my headphones on and they were like superheroes to me. And uh, my father and my brother were really cool with that. You know, they told me, yeah, this is the guy who sings all the high parts. And this is the guy, you know, all that. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. And I, you know, I got it. Uh, I thought I got it. And then it was directly into uh, Electric Light Orchestra and uh, my whole family. And uh, were just, they brought the music into the house. So I was constantly listening to Beach Boys and Electric Light Orchestra. Hmm. I can tell uh, you you bringing up those two particular bands, it becomes very obvious when you listen to ACT that those would be among your influences. There's a lot of that in, in what you write. Yeah. Uh, Ola, Absolutely. same question. What what was the first uh, album or, or record that really stuck out to you when you were a kid? I think yeah, my uh, there was a live concert on TV with Prince uh, from uh, Dorthmund uh, called the, on, uh, the Love Sexy Tour. Mm-hmm. And, um, my we we used to watch that because my brother he recorded it on uh, VHS, and we watched it every day for a whole year. And then we bought the record uh, "Love Sexy," and I couldn't stop listening to it. So, so I would say, Prince "Love Sexy" was my the first record that I couldn't stop listening to. Okay. That's not quite as obvious in in what you guys do with ACT, but it, you know. No, I know. And people, I'm a huge Prince fan and Mm -hmm. people don't think so, but, but that's how it is. Nothing wrong with that. We all love Prince. Yeah. Uh, Thanks guys for, for that. Now, again, I'll I'll start with Jerry, but how old were you when you started to really, when you really wanted to learn music and, and sort of become, maybe you weren't even thinking of becoming a musician yet, but uh, you were thinking, I'd really like to kind of learn an instrument and see, you know, see what that's like. Well, back to to the family. I've got a very musical family and it goes uh, way back, you know, my cousins and, you know, nephew and all that. Everybody playing. So uh, it was part of my DNA, I guess. So when, so I we have always had instruments around. So I started to play guitar and drums, actually. That was the first instrument I played. And I was around 10 years old when I started to write my own stuff, you know, come up with my own stuff, you know, playing with my Star Wars figures and pl- and have a keyboard or a guitar at the same time to play down, 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 down. Then I play and then I start to uh, write my own song. So it's around that period when I was 10. Okay. Ola, are you also from a, a musical family or were you the first to pick up uh, an instrument? No, actually, my uncle, he played in a band and they had a rehearsal studio in the basement of a ch- old church in uh, in my hometown. And uh, I used to go and visit when I was around, I don't know, maybe eight, nine. And um, used to just sit there and watch them play. And one occasion he, he asked me, do you want to try the guitar? And I said, yes. And he pumped up the volume and the distortion. And I went just like, wow, this is, I want to do this. 
great. Tell me about the formation of the band Act as we know it now. It came from you guys were called Fairyland, I guess, at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The, so the formation from the beginning was uh, it was I went to school with our old drummer and our old singer, and they were really we were all into like uh, prog rock uh, in those days, like Gentle Giant, Genesis, those kinds of bands. And our that the guy, the singer, he he knew Jerry, and he said, "We want Jerry in this band because he writes music and he writes damn good songs." Mm-hmm. And he had a demo tape with uh, Jerry Jerry's uh, songs, and we were all like uh, blown away from listening to it, and we agreed, "Yes, that's the guy we want." <laughs> so we kind we we went to a concert where Jerry was playing with his brother. And uh, after the show, we just said, we want to start a band with you. So that's how it started. And I think you said, I don't know. Let's try it. Yeah, because I was playing with my brother and he was, like I said, nine years older. And uh, they were, you know, really great musicians. And, you know, nine years older, it's a huge thing. So when Ola came to the concert after the concert and we talked, I was like, well, I don't know, and he is two years younger than me. So I, you know, I haven't heard these guys before, but we tried out the first rehearsal. I will never, ever forget it because uh, we played something that I had written on that demo tape and they had already learned that. So oh, wow. it was, wow. And I was so impressed, especially with this guy, Ula. I'm like, he, he blew the guitar player right out of the window, you, who I played with, you know, who was nine years older. So I was like, oh, my God, what is happening here? <laughs> you know, and then yeah. we just hit it off immediately, started to write together immediately. Yeah. When did you guys know you had something special? Because one of the things that I think has been one of my favorite things about your music through the years is the way that guitars and keyboards sometimes have these complex lines, but they're doubled. There's there's a keyboard and a, and a guitar playing at the same time, the same notes and that kind of thing. When did you kind of really find that chemistry between you? Right from the start, really? because I was so impressed with Ola's playing. So I wanted to challenge him to play. Can you play this? You know, mm-hmm. so and he did that. And, they, oh, and, and and it blended so cool together. And he did the same to me. Can you do this? And, and that's how it happened. So it became a part of our sound. Okay. I've got a 
few of your albums here. I've got, uh, you know, some of these. <laughs> cool. And we're here to talk about uh, Falling, which is uh, a bit of a concept, not a very happy concept, maybe, um, about uh, the impending doom of the Earth from some object in space that's coming towards it. And this was the, the as I said, the third of, of four EPs that were planned and the third piece of your four-piece picture. Why this particular sort of theme why this particular concept what were you what were you trying to get at with uh this this impending uh you know destruction of earth kind of thing how, how, i don't know how it's it we it started with us just brainstorming around a concept i don't remember a concept of a picture that yeah. was, like you said in the beginning that should be divided in three or four. Yes. And then we started, what's what's three and what's four? Well, four, the seasons, they are four. So maybe we can do something about the seasons and let the lyrics kind of, um, uh, I can't find the English word for it, but uh, the lyrics should, should somehow be connected to the different seasons. So um a and to the cover album. and, and to, to the, the cover, cover yeah. yeah. So okay. we had like a summer album which should deal with heat and heat waves and maybe a climate change. Um we had fall this album that should be a lot more darker theme and uh, we have the first album rebirth that is like the spring happy mm -hmm. yeah yeah, happy. So we thought, can we can we do a circle of things here? Uh, when when the last EP is done, we can go back to rebirth and you know go the full circle. Gotcha. Uh, so, so that's how it started, and um, it's but not the all the lyrics. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the meteor thing, uh, or asteroid. I don't know what we call it in English. If the one that hits mm -hmm. <laughs> hits the Earth, doesn't matter. Uh, that we came actually up with that part during the photo shoot. Okay. You know, for for the for the complete cover, because we were standing there and we're like, okay, we can't use this environment because we were standing in a venue or like a pub or something. And they said, no, it doesn't work. So we had to uh, the 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 graphic guy had to redo the whole background. That's when we came up with that. Ah, something is falling. Something is coming towards the earth. So mm -hmm. that was, you know, on the spot, actually. Okay. That uh, part. You, yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the cover. It says the cover photo was by Jesper Lindgren. Yeah. Is that the same Jesper Lindgren from the Velvet Insane? From the band? No. No. Okay. No, it may be a common same. it may be a common name, but I've I've had a Jesper Lindgren from the Velvet Insane on the show before so that's why i was curious they're uh -huh, sort of a, okay they play glam music like glam rock aha uh -huh. no he's a punk rocker that guy and he was actually the guy who shot uh the uh, our dvd as well okay. trifles and pan uh, yeah, trifles yeah all right uh so the six there are six proper songs on the album plus a little instrumental on each end and the tracks two through seven each tell a different uh, story about how people are dealing with this, you know, impending disaster. And um, in the credits that I have, it's, it, you know, you each have 
songs that you're responsible for writing. But I was curious as to how an act song becomes an act song, because when you, for example, when you, uh, Jerry, or when you, Ola, write a song, I'm guessing you're not necessarily writing the drum parts and the bass parts, or are you writing all of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, you do do a, yeah. when you do yeah. a demo, you, you kind of, just to get the demo right and to present it to the others, you, you do all the instruments. Okay. Because that's how we want to present it. Um, but that doesn't mean that what we do in the demo end up in the final product. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm a pretty lousy keyboard player. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just do basic things on my demo and Jerry can do whatever he wants after mm -hmm. that. And it's the same thing with everybody in the band. So everybody is doing their stuff and adds their special, unique thing to it. It's interesting to me how your songs flow together so well when it's because obviously you polish these up together, but when Jerry brings something in or, or Ula brings something in, it's, it's uh, it, it doesn't feel like it's different from the thing that came before that maybe the other one wrote. So it's almost like you've just been, since you started playing together, you're just on the same mental wavelength when it comes to writing music is that what you find as well yeah we well we've been together now not yeah for 25 years yeah so we know what we like and uh, everybody put their personal flavor on each instrument so i and uh, it will and me writing all yeah, well i i can't say but it's interesting that you say that ours our songs uh is similar to each other is that mm. what you said yeah yeah i think that th there's like there's a very good continuity from one song to the next mm. it doesn't sound like if you listen to some bands you can tell that certain right you know certain me band members wrote one song and a different band member wrote the next song but with act it flows together so well and and the the, the songs are so consistent that it, it like if you played me a random act song i couldn't tell which one of you wrote it but okay. I think in in the past, most of the music has been written by Jerry. It's I've started just writing on the later albums. And mm -hmm. when we do the demos, we have more songs that end up um, on the album. And I think we kind of filter the things out that doesn't sound really like us. Okay. So what's ending up on, on the album is more the songs that would fit act i would say 
Okay. Because there are lots of stuff that we have thrown away because it it doesn't melt together very well. I understand. Gotcha. So that's one one side of it or one way to to get it more consistent. Right. Now, so from what I understand, you you guys start off by writing and maybe recording a demo on your own in your own home studio, and then you bring it together and you listen and you talk it over and you, you say, oh, I, you know, that's good. I like that. Or this is something that I think will work. And then from there, you flesh it out with the rest of the band. Is that how it works? Well, we write, uh, like if I write a demo, I, I I present it to the guys, not in person, but it's so easy today to, to you yeah. know, to over the internet. So, and, um, but it's rare. It's when somebody says that, get rid of that part or you know but it's more like could you ex expand that or extend is it the right word to keep it there for a while mm -hmm. it's more like that so um the writing process the you know the whole the writing process it's uh, always done by either me or ola mm. it's more the arrangement bit that goes out to all the guys so like Ola said, he's not a keyboard player and I'm not a guitarist. I do the best I can on my demo. Mm -hmm. And then Ola just, yeah. Yeah. Make something out of it. Yeah. Now were were these songs all recorded in your home studios? Everybody records their parts at home. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And Except uh, for drums and yeah. um, lead vocals. We do that in a real studio. Okay. Um, and so this was produced by the band and also uh, Joachim Rudolph, is that how you say his name? I'm sorry if I butchered that. Yeah, <laughs> Joachim, yes. Okay. yes. So Joachim Rudolph um, also mixed and mastered this album. And um, and here we go. We've got the lineup. Uh, we've got Peter. I have Ask. to add, I just have to add that Joachim, he's been very like, he's a, has, especially on Falling, been a big part of uh, like um, producing and arranging mm -hmm. and He's brutally honest also. He can say that you shouldn't we get rid of those instruments here. It will be much better. Um, yeah. We listen to him sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> not, but he's a big part. It's good. It. It's good to have some some pushback. It's good to have somebody who's, you know, kind of keeping you, you know, sort of focused, I guess, and making sure that it doesn't get a spin out of control. But um uh, the lineup is Peter Asp on electric and synth bass, uh, Thomas Leon on drums, Ola Anderson lead and backing vocals, electric and acoustic guitars, uh, Herman Saming on lead and backing vocals, and Jerry Saline lead and backing vocals, synthesizers, and sound effects. And I have to say that for lead and backing vocals for ACT, again, you guys kind of all sound the same. You, you have very similar sounding voices, I think. Yeah, I think so. It blends together quite well, actually. Yeah. 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 So touch a little bit about on some of the progressive influences, but what I hear when I hear act, and I could be completely wrong about some of the influences, but somebody asked me, how would I describe act? And I would say that if you took a little bit of dream theater and a little bit of saga and maybe a little bit of jellyfish, you have a put them all in a blender I think you'd have a pretty good approximation of of act as a, as a, how it sounds musically.
what are those influences uh, that that I'm hearing? Is, are any of those actual influences, or is that just what I'm hearing? I think it's correct. I think it's uh, spot on, actually. Um, but there are more. You know, we mm-hmm. we love bands like uh, you know Ten CC and uh, City Boy and uh, well, there's lots of them. And ELO, as we talked about, yeah. and well, there's. Lots of stuff, you know, but it, a harder, that, yeah, Abba, we have heard as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a harder Abba, yeah, I could see it, yeah. Um, and it obviously production is very important to an act album as well. There's a, a nice polish without it being overly glossy, I think, on act albums. And you had some other um musicians on this as well. You have Philip Runison on violins, violas, and cellos on Breathe and the Earth Will Be Gone, uh, Tomas Erlinson acoustic and electronic percussion. Uh, you've got some other singers here, or, or at least vocalists, um, you know, adding some voices to, to some of these songs and uh, some string arrangements from Martin Svensson. Is, is this typical or, or did you use more people than you normally use? It's pretty typical, right? We always have I think a couple so, yeah. of guests. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes we want a female voice and then we know of, uh, lots of singers, you know, so uh, they're all friends to us. Mm. Uh, except, yeah, Philip, uh, he he's like, yeah, we used to uh, use a, a full orchestra players, you know, a, a four, a, no, a four piece or a string orchestra uh, that played at the same time. But uh, our a producer that we know uh, tips us off, tips us on um, Philip. And he said that he is like an orchestra. So, and he can play all those strings, string instruments and it will be tight. So uh, we tried him on, on Heatwave uh, uh, and it was incredible. It was just incredible. And we dubbed it, you know, over and over and over. And we got this nice sound to it. So we're happy that we use real strings. Yeah, that's great. It, it yeah. definitely makes a difference. Yeah. So. Fall in and fall out are, are sort of just, um, you know, uh, fall in is a little instrumental and fall out is kind of we hear the destruction of the planet from this meteor or asteroid or comet or whatever it is. And it's um, then we hear this little snippet of music at the end it ties it back to the end of the last EP, this little sort of um, old timey ragtime, maybe piano. What uh, is that a secret, or you want to tell me what's going on there with the connections with that? That that part, you will you if you have heard it. It's on. It ends on rebirth, and it ends on heatwave, and it ends on falling. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we if we get the whole thing on the fourth one. All right, we got three. We love those bubble. kind of possible, <laughs> and we love those kinds of things. You know, yeah. uh, we have always done. I mean. Listening to 10CC, come on, let's look at the album covers. I want that. We want that back, you know. It's not just listening to music on Spotify. Uh, yeah. Not for us. We want that back, you know, the old school way of thinking of music. Mm-hmm. To actually hold something, a physical thing in your hand. And you should discover stuff. You know, everything is, you know, well planned. So yeah. you, you will get the, the answer to that question. Great. I know your fans would be happy with that. Uh, So let's dive into some of these songs here. The first uh, proper song, I guess, is is Digging a Hole that Ulla wrote 
And the protagonist is living with someone who refuses to give up and would like to spend their final days with that person, you know, instead of potentially wasting the time that's left. And that person is just trying to dig a shelter or whatever. And I think it's a fantastic concept. It's that one person is doing everything they can to stay alive. The other person is like, this is pointless. We're wasting our, our time. What did you draw upon any kind of experience in your life to to kind of help you write that story or is that just right out of your imagination i just wanted uh, like a conflict um in a relationship um <clears throat> where one person is completely obsessed by the thought of surviving this disaster and the other one is listening to what media says and have sort of given up and just let's spend this rest of the time we have left together and enjoy it. I wanted that conflict, but and um, I think I drew uh, inspiration from from a movie. I think the movie is called Take Shelter, about a guy who is like extremely obsessed by a coming um, disaster and nobody believes him. Okay. <laughs> and um, that's where I got the image from. And uh, that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. Did you guys watch a lot of disaster movies? Is that, did that help you, uh, you know, sort of come up with some of these ideas or, or was it? I just think we do. We do <laughs> watch lots of movies and I read lots of disaster sci-fi books. So okay. <laughs> I have uh, lots of disasters in my head. <laughs> well, you know, that's, it's good escapism. I do the same thing. I, like Lucifer's hammer and, and stuff like that. Uh, some, some great sci-fi has come from that. But um, uh, then the girl without a past is, it was written by Jerry and girl without a past is a girl who can't remember anything from before, but can some, I guess from the lyrics sort of predict the future or is telling someone what the future is going to hold and that there really isn't a future.
wonder what inspired that. That's a very interesting concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we did a song on our first album called Emily, mm-hmm. and uh, it was about that kind of uh, sickness that she had, and it was about that she couldn't remember anything. Mm-hmm. So it just came to me that what happened to that girl? Uh, so uh, I wanted to uh, follow it up. So I ca- just came up with this story to return to Emily and um, and there's one other you know like a secret about her and that was mm-hmm. that she can't remember anything like you said but she can predict the future and that that's it actually so it's yeah. kind of a, a nod back to my 19 year old you know <laughs> when I was 19 years old when we recorded the first one I think yeah. so uh, a cool thing I was gonna ask if that was if that was just a nod to somebody that you knew and you liked the name or if it was like a tie-in, but now I have my answer. So that's great. Yeah. Um, I love that you did that. That's fantastic. Uh, the person, uh, the other person. I think from on the first album, I think we named her Emily because it rhymed on memory. Memory. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it worked well. <laughs> Emily, her memory, you know. It's not a rhyme, but yeah. <laughs> close no. enough. Yeah, it works. Close yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, the the narrator of that song is not sure whether he should believe this person, and and sort of live their life accordingly or just dismiss her. So that's uh, again, that's a a lot of this is very cerebral. A lot of these topics are really make you think about what you would do in that situation. So exactly, yeah. So then we go back to Ula with breathe and this seems to be about a couple who maybe weren't doing all that well but now the the narrator of the song kind of has come to appreciate that that person is there I can't go on, I know it's wrong, 
That's at least that's my interpretation. What is that anywhere close? Yeah, it's kind of a sidestep from the concept in one way, but it can still be part of the concept. But yeah, it's about a couple that really can't stand each other and they can't live without each other either. Mm-hmm. So when they're approaching the disaster, <clears throat> they start to think about what should we do now? Should we should we spend it's like the first song. Should we spend these days together with a person I can't live with, but I can't live without either. So it's that, you know, ambivalence or what it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm I myself is a person that can't decide on anything. So I, I it kind of started what what would it be like if you can't decide yeah. and you spend your last days just thinking about what to decide instead of living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the basic idea. Para- a little bit of paralysis there mentally, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Race Against Time. We're back to Jerry. And this is a song where the narrator is desperate to escape this the planet's doom. Almost it's like one of these people that just won't accept and they're like, you know, they're questioning why the government can't do something more to stop it. Is there a chance that we I wasn't clear sort of how it kind of unfolds after that first verse. What can you t- tell me a little bit about what you were thinking about on that song? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was, uh, you know, I was putting myself in that kind of situation and, you know, with social media and stuff, everybody's writing stuff. And it was like, why doesn't uh, the government, like you said, why don't they do any, why just blow it up? I yeah. mean, what, what the hell is happening? It was more like a chaos song, you know, like, how people talk, you know, if we would know that there's a comet towards us and we will, and they are not doing anything, we are complaining, you know, yeah. to the military and the guys, the leaders of the world, you know. Yeah. So it's it's just like a reflection on that, you know. Oh, come on, do something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Why are we paying our taxes? You got to save us from this. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I like the, uh, well, I mean, I like all the songs on this. I, I especially kind of like um, The Girl Without a Pass. I like the way that goes. But the, the last couple songs I really like. Ola, you wrote uh, One Last Goodbye. The narrator is conflicted about whether or not he should should have lied to, to someone about, I, presumably about what's happening. Maybe they're not completely aware. They think it's sort of a light show in the sky or something.
it's about uh, it's really about the dad who has told his daughter that mm -hmm. what you're about to see is just uh, fireworks. Yeah. Um, it's not the end of the world, and he he's thinking about if he's done the right thing at the final moment. Yeah. So th they're watching it coming, and she's really like happy to see this great thing in the sky. Yeah. And he knows that this is the last time we we see each other. Yeah. And, and he's feeling guilty about not having been truthful, but at the same time, by not being truthful, he allowed her to enjoy her final moments. Yeah, she has a happy ending, but he 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 still feels conflicted about it. Yeah. And the refrain is just when it's over we will be forgotten and we will just be some satellites flowing around nobody will know ever yeah yeah it's again real happy happy music <laughs> yeah <laughs> <It's> happy. <laughs> <laughs> happy subject matter and then uh and then <laughs> the last one uh, the earth will be gone to talk about tomorrow a waste of time they say we have to learn how to live our life right here and now it's all about the family we gotta stay together now we already know what kind of future we have to face extinction of the human race that's the case we have to go together for eternity It seems to be a, a little bit about denial. The narrator seems to think that they have somewhere they can go and be safe. And then it seems to be that there's a child who's asking questions about, you know, will my friends be okay? And, and uh, you know, will we die? And, and they're being told, no, no, everything will be fine. But you do have to let go of your, you know, all of your friends and, and all the things that you have. Um, and our house will be waiting for us when we get back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what were you, um, what was sort of going through your mind when you wrote that? Uh, again, I was putting myself in in that position of uh, if if it could happen, you know, and uh, it would it could happen to my family if I had it. My, well, my kids are teens now, so there. But uh, I was thinking of a family with uh, you know smaller kids and uh, and how we parents could you know we call it white lies, mm. you know. Uh, you know, and say that now it will be okay. It will, it will be okay. We have to leave now, but it will be okay. You know, not to get uh, so they don't get panic and they, yeah. you know. So um, it's a very it's kind of a it's a very ambitious song, and I, this is one of those songs that I, I doubt we will ever play live because uh, it's kind of a, like a mini opera yeah. thing. But we we wanted it to uh, you know, and it's a perfect ending we think on on this record and uh, on this theme so um yeah it, it kind of an ambitious song but uh, yeah all right well i'm glad i got that right i was uh concerned maybe it was some 
somebody that maybe had some kind of a spaceship or they were going to get away and then they were going to uh-huh. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Okay. laughs> it's like everything's going to be all right. Well, we're going to take off. We'll be fine. We'll be back. Yeah. Um, every song has sort of like a little, I don't know. It sounds like almost like a little military or NASA type of back, back uh, uh, or news, maybe news report kind of thing going on in the background as you flow from one song to the next. Did you guys produce those pieces yourself or did you borrow them from somewhere? Yeah, we we borrowed them. There, it's actually from NASA, and uh, okay. uh, the whole album uh, starts with um, uh, a sound. Uh, I can't, you know, like that. Yeah. That is actually a sound, a real recorded sound from a comet. So oh, I thought that was so cool. Nobody knows that, but we, <laughs> you know it now, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I thought that was real cool, and I combined that with Morse, Morse code, Morse code, yeah, yeah, and uh, that was also an, uh, a little blink to Jeff Lynne's uh, Secret Messages album, I, which I really love. Oh, that's so great. So it was like a tribute uh, to put that in. Yeah, and it worked on this concept as well. And the the, the voices that you hear are actually uh, I was seeing, you know, like pilots, you know, circling, you know, around to, uh, and they talk to each other, and uh, yeah, it's still coming towards us, you know, all that. So I cut that out yeah. from uh, which part I I wanted, you know, like sound effect. So all right, uh, where did that idea come from, or how did you know about that um, that sound and and all of that? Well, I was just uh, YouTubing it first and uh, Google it and uh, if there really is recorded sounds from space. So, um, yeah, that's how I found it. Well, it's a very cool uh, concept album. It's a very it, I watch a lot of disaster movies. So to me, it's it's cool. It's almost like a soundtrack to a disaster movie. You mentioned how difficult it would be to do the mini opera live. What are the plans as far as uh, touring or or going out and doing live shows and doing some of these songs live yeah we're at the moment we're uh, planning for uh, like a mini tour in um, scandinavia um, during the fall of 2023 we will probably play some of the songs from all of the eps we will pick the ones we think fit the set list best Mm. Um, okay but we have a pretty cool idea also. Well, talking about U.S., uh, uh, the guys at Prague Stock has uh, emailed me and asked us if we want to come over and play. And we said, yes, please. We, <laughs> we'd love to do that, you know. But, um, yeah, we haven't heard. It. it was a couple of weeks ago, so we have to follow this up, of course. But uh, we have another thing uh, going on uh, during uh, this autumn, the coming uh the coming fall, actually, where uh, because our uh, third album, Last Epic, is celebrating you know twenty years. So uh, twenty years, I mean, God, <laughs> yeah. So we have uh, we are in the discussions now to play that whole thing, the whole Last Epic album on one show. You know, that's the one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that that <laughs> whole go. the whole concept with everything to play it. We have never done that, so uh, I think it's time now when it's twentieth birthday. Yeah, that's uh, actually my favorite of your releases so far, although I like them all. Um, and that brings me uh, that brings up a point that I forgot to mention during one last goodbye. There's I don't know if it was intentional. Maybe it was. You can tell me there's some of the music here in, in one last goodbye that is very reminiscent of 
of something that's in the song manipulator and it's it's in a song where the narrator is is manipulating his uh, his daughter so i wonder if that was an intentional uh, nod back to manipulator No, it wasn't. No, <laughs> but uh, it's not like an exact copy. But there's just something about that. Um, I think it's a keyboard run that just reminds yeah. me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought you meant. Uh, I thought you meant lyrically, uh, but musically, yeah. I think. I think we do it all the time. We 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 do things. We have taken things out from other songs and mm -hmm. put it into our new songs. So you can hear it every now and then. Yeah. I just every thought it was so, it would have been, it just seemed so cool to have done it on purpose to say, this is a person manipulating someone else and we're going to use a little keyboard from manipulator. Well, now we're going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. We will take that because it will make us more intelligent than we are. <laughs> well, I bet it was subconsciously that's what you were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's put it that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that'd be great if you go to Prague Stock. We definitely don't get enough act over here in the United States. I think you guys are fantastic. I really would love to to be able to have the, the opportunity to see you guys live. But if you if you don't um, make it over, or even if you do, maybe there could be a DVD from this tour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we absolutely want to uh, to record the the whole. If we're doing the whole last epic album, of course it will. Will be filmed. Have you seen the KB KB gig on YouTube? Uh, just there. a little piece of it this week. I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but that was the last time we played actually in, in 2019. So we're quite happy with that. So, uh, but of course we will do it again. Absolutely. Where is the best place for people to get falling where it helps you the most, rather than ordering it off Amazon or whatever? Would that you be like, through, uh, through your website? To buy, yeah. to buy the physical. Uh, Album, you mean? Yes, like a CD of. Uh, uh, well, if if you want to support the band, you you should buy it from our shop directly. Okay. Which is uh, shop.actworld.se. Got it. Um, <clears throat> so that's the best place to buy it, I think. Uh, we're we don't have a distributor at the moment, so um, and any shop who, who wants to take it in, they they contact us and we send it to them. So yeah. we're kind of the distributor ourselves. So here in the United States, it would probably be somebody like Laser's Edge or somebody like that would would probably contact you about getting some copies in. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, I think it's uh, this is a really great little EP. It's I I shouldn't even say little because as as long as it is, it is. I mean, in the 1970s, this would be album length, really. Yeah. <laughs> I think about a half an hour. So um, I, I hope it does really well for you. I, it's, it, I mean, if you like ACT, you're going to like Falling because it sounds like ACT. <laughs> it sounds like everything you love about ACT. And, uh, you know, more of those great keyboard and, and uh, guitar runs, uh, more great, um, you know, blended vo uh, vocal harmonies, all of, the, all of the real hallmarks of what you love about act is right here in this and 
I'm assuming that since every one of these has been two years apart, that we will we will have uh, the last piece of this four EP run in two years. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Iula and me has written like crazy. Like we were in a you know really uh, putting up songs, the demos uh, more than ever. And uh, they all sound so cool. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one now. <laughs> so that's where our mindset is on now. So Yeah, you got to see, that's the thing. You're going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you have each of, I mean, I'll ask each of you this. I'll start with Jerry again. Um, do you have a favorite song on this EP? Uh, on this EP? Uh, I, I um, when Iula presented uh, Breathe, excuse me, uh, Breathe, the song Breathe to me, his demo. Uh, I was I was crying. I was like, the, you know, the, the chorus when it goes down, like da 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 da, when it just keeps on building up. I was like, oh my god, this is incredible! And I phoned him up, so that's definitely one one of those uh, songs. And I act, uh, I like yeah, the girl without a past. I I think that came out pretty well, as uh, you know kind of an 80s, we were aiming at the kind of 80s. What would act sound like if we were in the 80s? You know, like we released this album in 1983. So, and we told the producer that. So I, I'm very happy with that result as well. So those two songs for me, personally. Okay, and uh, Ola? Yeah, well, I like them all, but, um, uh, and it changes all the time what you like. When we were mixing the album, uh, we spent so much time with all the songs, I think, except Race Against Time. And when Joachim had finished it, I just, it, it was, I just loved it. It's, uh, it's aggressive and it's uh, short, it's intense. I, I think that's my current favorite. Okay. And uh, we have just, yeah, yeah. Can I say, Jerry? Yeah, of course. We're, of course. we're putting this out as a video later on. After the, we're gonna do two singles. The first single is uh, "Girl Without the Past," and we have mm -hmm. a video for that. That will be released on Friday, and um, the Friday after that, we have another video and another single, and then we will re uh, release uh, "Race Against Time" as a video as well. And uh, the video came out really cool, really. Um, in sync with the music i think okay so, cool song cool video are these videos then are, are they're not live performances that are filmed then there's some sort of graphics or or um maybe some actors or tell me a little bit about the videos well on uh, the first single the girl without a past um uh, well it's a combined thing so it's uh, there's one actor and uh, but it's mostly us you know Mm -hmm. in a different uh, environments so uh, and, and on your song one last goodbye you will, uh, there are more yeah, graphics it's, uh, it's, yeah. yeah more graphics in that one but also the band um yeah but but i think most of the videos are i think we're a band where you want to see the band mm -hmm. at least most of the time so we're <laughs> yeah <clears throat> Got to see how how uh, quickly those fingers are moving across the the fretboards and the, and the keyboards. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the album is called uh, the EP or album, whatever you want to call it. It's called Falling. Uh, it's scheduled to come out on March third. 
guys, I wish you nothing but the best with this as, as with all your releases, uh, just love what you're doing over there and wish we could get more of you over here and hopefully that'll happen. But, uh, you know, thank you so much for your time and for telling me about this release. Thank, thank you. you, Michael. Thank you very much for having us. Michael's Record Collection is hosted and produced by Michael Citro. Logo graphic courtesy of Jerry Cutchins. Follow Michael's Record Collection on social media, at Mike's Records on Twitter, and Michael's Record Collection on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you like what you hear, you can support the show through our Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelsrecordcollection. For the free newsletter version, go to substack.com and just type Michael's Record Collection into the search bar. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.